Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 143 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. There were no big games out last week, but there are a couple this week. The games coming out this week include Monster Crown, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, Dr. Oil, The Sims 4 My Wedding Stories, Clousy, Martha is Dead, Light Up the Room, Tux and Fanny, Tormented Souls, Moto Raider MC, Grid Legends, and of course, Elden Ring. Now on to last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Cyberpunk 2077's next-gen update now available for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Cyberpunk 2077's long-awaited update optimizing the game for the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S will be available today. Patch 1.5 is a major update that's available on all platforms, with big changes to gameplay alongside next-gen improvements for the Xbox Series X and S and PS5. The next-gen console improvements include ray tracing support, 4K resolution with dynamic scaling, faster load times, and a variety of other visual and technical improvements. On the PS5, the update also includes the support for the adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, and even the speakers on the DualSense controller. There will be performance modes and ray tracing modes on both the Xbox Series X and PS5. Performance mode offers 60fps at 4K resolution, whereas ray tracing mode is 30fps at 4K with local ray traced shadows. Xbox Series S will only have a performance mode offering 30fps at 1440p. There will also be a 5-hour trial of Cyberpunk 2077 available on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S until March 15th, and any progress you make in the trial will carry over to the full game if you choose to buy it. There are a host of other changes in Cyberpunk 2077 that should improve the game for all players too. CD Projekt Red has reworked the perk trees for Cyberpunk 2077 with changes like abilities to survive final blows and a working throwing knife. NPCs have also been improved to make them more effective in combat with improved animations. There's even a big GTA-like changes for crowd behavior where NPCs can pull guns, fight with each other, or react to how you're driving. If you want to learn more, go read up on the update. There's plenty of other improvements for this game, but I highlighted the big ones at the top. So this has me mildly intrigued. Now there's too many other games at the top of my mind right now, so I'm not even going to touch this. And I definitely want to see folks like Digital Foundry do an extensive deep dive into the update to see if it's worth playing finally on consoles. I couldn't believe the way this game shipped. It was one of the biggest blunders in the video game industry history. Hopefully CD Projekt Red is on the start of something better with this update, but I guess time will tell. Number two, Halo Infinite Forge mode supposedly leaked in new in-depth video. Austin Goslin and Polygon writes, Halo Infinite is slowly making its way out. First, developer 343 Industries released the multiplayer mode, then the campaign, but Co-op and Forge, Halo's creative mode that allows players to make custom maps, are still due sometime in the future. While we don't know exactly when Forge might arrive, a new video on YouTube purports to have leaked footage of the mode, and it shows off some of the potential features. The video was uploaded on Monday to a YouTube channel called Unseen Halo, which frequently shows off scrapped or hidden content from Halo games. The footage's description says it comes from a channel called This Is The One, which uploaded several supposed leaks from Halo Infinite several months ago, and nothing else. The Forge footage itself is fairly tame, but it's certainly interesting. The user flies around a massive map that's reminiscent of the open world from Infinite single-player campaign, though obviously not quite as big. There's a massive list of objects that can be placed in the world and manipulated, including props from the games like doors, fences, and building pieces, as well as terrain like rocks. Of course, since the person in the video is more concerned with showing off features than making anything, it's a little hard to see just how everything fits together, but it seems like the tool could be powerful with a little practice. 
Halo Infinite was supposed to launch in 2020, but was delayed over a year until the partial release in 2021. However, in August, 343 announced that fans of co-op and Forge would be delayed for quite some time after the other modes were released. While there's no timeline at the moment for either mode, during the initial announcement, 343 said that co-op would release with Season 2 of the game, which is set to begin in May. Meanwhile, the team said that Forge was likely to be a part of Season 3 of the game. It is possible that all this was announced before 343 decided to make Halo Infinite's first season longer than normal, but it's unclear how this might affect plans or releases. In August 2021, 343 said that Forge was likely to come at least 6 months after the release of the game. Since the game didn't launch with co-op, I am now more excited for Forge than I was for co-op, although it would have been vice versa if I could have played this game with friends at launch. I can't wait to see what other people make in Forge, not myself, because I think there's going to be a lot of tools with this open world Halo, and since the sandbox is just so good in this game, I can't wait to see what people make. Some of my best gaming memories are in Forge on Halo 3 with my friends up late at night, just messing around, so hopefully we can have more of those in the future. Number 3. Ubisoft says Avatar, Skull, Bones, other games set to release through April 2023. Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central writes, Ubisoft is planning to release Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, Skull and Bones, Mario Plus Rabbit's Sparks of Hope, and other games by April 2023, per the company's latest financial results. The games won't be released before April 2022 at the earliest. Ubisoft shared its third quarter results for the 2021-2022 fiscal year on Thursday, confirming the tentative release slate for the company looking forward. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is being developed by Massive Entertainment, a studio at Ubisoft best known for working on the Division franchise and developing the Snowdrop engine. In addition to looking forward, Ubisoft noted the strength of several older titles with Rainbow Six Siege crossing 80 million players, while the most recent Rainbow Six Extraction, which launched day and date on Xbox Game Pass in January of 2022, reached 5 million players. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, while Ubisoft previously claimed to be the second highest profit generating game in the company's history, is outpacing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, with engagement up 30% life to date. The game's final expansion, Dawn of Ragnarok, is slated to launch on March 10th, 2022. I wanted to highlight this as Skull of Bones has been in the shadows for many many years, and simply, I can't believe this game is even coming out, and I find it very hard to believe that it will be any good. Current rumors suggest it's going to be a multiplayer title only, so good luck on that. I am intrigued by Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Now I don't care about Avatar at all, but I want to see what this Ubisoft massive team is going to do with an open world again, besides The Division, because they're making a Star Wars game and that has me excited. Number 4. GoldenEye 007 Remaster could be officially announced by Xbox soon. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, The long-awaited HD remaster of GoldenEye 007 could be officially announced in the next couple of weeks, according to one insider. Ever since we picked up the GoldenEye 007 achievement list back on January 1st, the internet has been ablaze with excitement for the HD remaster. We haven't heard anything official from Microsoft or Rare about the game, but that could be about to change. According to VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb, Microsoft could reveal the remaster soon. In the latest episode of Grubb's Next, thanks VGC, Grubb said, quote, I think this game is probably coming pretty soon. I'm thinking next couple of weeks, end quote. Grubb also noted that Microsoft could be the one to announce the remaster, as opposed to Nintendo, the game's original publisher. VGC says it's also heard that Microsoft will reveal the game. Please, please, please let this be true. GoldenEye 007 is one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of the first games that got me into video games on the N64. In my head, I played thousands of hours of the multiplayer, but who knows? I was a kid back then. However, the game just does not hold up in modern days. My old YouTube channel, 4Play, youtube.com slash 4PlayVids, we played this, and my god, the controls are terrible. Let's fix those up, let's polish her up, and give me some nostalgia boost with GoldenEye 007 sometime soon. Closing out the show this week, as it was a slow news week, are two more entertainment news stories. So number five, the Halo TV show is already renewed for a second season. Mitchell Clark and Emma Roth at The Verge writes, 
The live-action Halo show on Paramount Plus has been renewed for a second season just over a month before the season is set to premiere. According to a press release, David Weiner, who's worked on shows like Fear the Walking Dead, Homecoming, and Brave New World, will act as showrunner and executive producer for the second season. The news was announced during an investor event where Viacom CBS also said that it's rebranding as Paramount as part of its focus on streaming. Announcing a season 2 or new early might help pull in skeptical viewers who remember incidents like Netflix live-action Cowboy Bebop, which was abruptly cancelled shortly after season 1 aired. The live-action Halo has already been through a long development process, as it was announced in 2018 as a Showtime series but later became a Paramount Plus exclusive. Now, the first trailer for the Halo TV show did not do much for me, but I'm going to give it a chance as soon as it launches. I'd like to believe they're renewing it for a second season too because they have a lot of faith in what they made with season 1, so here's the hoping it's good. And number 6, Netflix announces the long-awaited Bioshock movie. Matt came at IGN writes, Netflix is going somewhere beyond the sea after it announced it will be producing a live-action film based on Bioshock. In a tweet, the streamer announced that it will be partnering with 2K and Take 2 on a live-action adaptation of Ken Levine's popular immersive sim set in an underwater city that was meant to house the greatest minds on Earth before descending into chaos. The Hollywood Reporter says no writer or filmmaker is currently attached to the project, though plans for the movie have been in the works for almost a year. Bioshock was released in 2007 as a spiritual successor to System Shock, set in a fictional underwater city called Rapture. Players were mysteriously drawn to the depths only to uncover a shocking history of how a city meant to serve as a safe haven for the rich and powerful became a hell underwater, stalked by terrifying suited giants called Big Daddies. Considered one of the greatest games of its decade, Bioshock spanned two sequels, Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite. A new Bioshock game is currently in development without creator Ken Levine at a brand new studio called Cloud Chamber. So I put this on the Xbox show as Bioshock was a huge boon for Xbox 360 coming to it first, and was such a showpiece for the system. Don't you all remember getting into that water as soon as the game started and how good it looked? Still holds up today looking pretty good. Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite are some of my favorite games of all time. So it does have me excited that they're putting it into a movie form, but it going to Netflix has me a little trepidatious. If we could have got some of that HBO money and the quality that they set, just like The Last of Us show, which I'm very much excited for, I'd have a little more faith. But let's see what they can do. They first have to hire a writer and a director, so this is a long ways away. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and let's talk CD Projekt and a little history lesson on the publisher and developer. CD Projekt SA is a Polish video game developer, publisher, and distributor based in Warsaw, founded in May of 1994 by Marcin Owinski and Mashal Kaczynski. Owinski and Kaczynski were video game retailers before they founded the company, which initially acted as a distributor of foreign video games for the domestic market. The department is responsible for developing original games. CD Projekt Red, best known for the Witcher series, was formed in 2002. In 2008, CD Projekt launched a digital distribution service, GOG.com, originally as Good Old Games. The company began by translating major video game franchises into Polish, collaborating with Interplay Entertainment for the two Baldur's Gate games. CD Projekt was working on the PC version of Baldur's Gate's Dark Alliance when Interplay experienced financial difficulties. The game was cancelled and the company decided to reuse the code for their own video game. It became The Witcher, a video game based on the works of Andrzej Sapowski. CD Projekt Red after The Witcher 3 was regarded as one of the best video game developers. Then they came out with Cyberpunk and it was so divisive and they misled consumers and now, who knows what people think of them. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends and leave a review. It really does help grow the show. This past week I haven't had much time on my Series X as I have been playing on the PS5. Beating Horizon the Frozen Wild, which I never did, Going into Horizon Forbidden West, I've played a couple of hours of the game and I'm really enjoying it. Give me some of these tentpole releases, Xbox, please. 
My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.